Hi, I'm psychic witch Angela Lovell, and I'm going to coach you on how to wrestle with your demons. Welcome to Dear Witchy Poo. I'd like to start with a PSA about hidden toxins in your life. Like most psychics and intuitives, I am ridiculously sensitive. If my skin is rubbed, it turns bright red. I'm so allergic to all mammals, grass, and pollen that my eyes swell shut and my body shuts down. I have to sleep with white noise at night because I can hear everything, including at times my concerned guides. And I need two mattress toppers because I can feel everything. I also smell things you would not believe. I can walk into a room and tell you if there are mice just by using my nose. I love mice, by the way. Don't don't hate on mice. Uh, Clairaliance is the psychic sense for smelling stuff, and mine is through the roof. Recently, I considered buying a house in the psychic mecca of Casadega and smelled the spot where the last owner had been found dead. I could smell his rotting corpse, shitty britches and all. I had never smelled a corpse before. It is not what I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> I've smelled plenty of dead animals, just not human, dead humans. Um, and the craziest thing is I was on the outside of the house looking through the closed window. The body had been removed months prior, but I could smell it. It faded, and a moment later, the neighbor, who was also a psychic medium, because Casadega, told me the owner had died on the other side of that window, the window I'd been looking through. My senses are all extremely heightened, which some might consider a curse, but it kind of comes with the territory of being psychic. So my cousin just bought a house near me without ever having seen it and moved her family across the country. She trusted me, my realtor, and a lot of videos. The house is perfect, except for the six Glade plugins that were placed throughout it. I was in the house for 30 to 45 minutes and became really ill. Two days later, I got a bunch of belongings from my apartment. My subletter had stuffed a bunch of my nicest clothing into scented trash bags. The dry cleaning bill is going to be insane, but the, I seriously was like pulling stuff out and put it in a donation pile because it's like, I can't even afford all this freaking dry cleaning. Um, it's just not worth it. That's real, real cut, cut your losses when you have to dry clean all this shit. Um, but the biggest problem is breathing this lab created fragrance. I woke up with a bloody nose for days, like at least three days in a row. And it's been impossible to get the smell out of the house of these freaking scented trash bags. I had flu symptoms, diarrhea, and I slept for two days solid while I was healing from this. I've always been sensitive to synthetic fragrance, but I think quarantine has made me even more sensitive since I used to be out among people who were using things like scented laundry detergent um, and, you know, crappy shampoos. But now I've lost my tolerance to it. If you research anything that I'm saying right now, you'll find that synthetic fragrances such as these have been known to cause miscarriages, birth defects, lung damage, cancer, and today's topic, depression. They've been linked to autism and might even be scrambling your DNA. There was a study done years ago on sense of smell being weakened by depression, which begs the question, which came first, the chicken or the Axe body spray? Those sad guys at the gym have no idea how much they just sprayed on because they can't even smell it. Such fragrances are pure poison and they're everywhere. Your hair products, your candles, paraffin in candles is also killing you. Um, only use soy or coconut wax. Please leave the bees and their concoctions alone. Um, dryer sheets, hand soap, and cleaning products. I've removed stuff like this from the living spaces of two different friends who are incredibly gifted psychics yet had no idea they were breathing in toxins. So sometimes this stuff is like really under the radar. 
This is why you should always buy natural detergent and never the synthetic stuff. Your body is a giant sponge. Whatever touches your skin gets into your blood. And pay attention to your essential oils too. Sometimes they sneak stuff into those that will wreck you just as badly as the synthetic stuff. You might not suffer symptoms like mine, but this problem is only getting worse. Um, also, I've tried every natural deodorant under the sun, and the best one is uh, Aramaco. Aramaco, I think is how you say it, at Lush. Um, but you can order it online for like 7 bucks for a whole rock. And I've had the same rock for uh, over a year now. It lasts forever. And you can apply it multiple times a day. You can put it in your purse. Uh, it's amazing. Okay, now for our letter. Dear Witchy Poo, I lost my job last June due to the pandemic, and my mental health has been in a steady decline ever since. I do all the basics to maintain it. Go for walks. Avoid alcohol. I'm a recovered addict. Avoid upsetting news, etc. I love etc. But I'm starting to feel like I'm turning a little too inward and attacking myself. It almost always feels like there are two of me these days, one who bullies the other. I live alone, but it's starting to feel like I live with a captor. I feel powerless and like I'm about to hit rock bottom. Any suggestions on how to save myself from myself would be great. Thank you for your help. Me, myself, and why? Okay, for starters, I love it when you guys use clever names. Um, you have so many good letters lately, and um, I'm just trying to do the ones that really resonate with me at the moment. Um, but please keep them coming. Um, I'm going to give you real things to do to combat depression, your shadow self when they get too aggressive, tips on asking for help, and so much more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but most importantly, in the show notes is the number for the suicide prevention hotline. It's available 24 hours a day in Spanish and English, and I encourage all of you to please call it whenever necessary. It doesn't matter. Like, it's free. It's there. It's anonymous. You don't have to know how low you are. If you're low and you just need somebody who's fairly trained in the art of dealing with a depressed person, just call. Um, they have really great people on the other end. It's there. If you need a boost of compassion, it's there. It's free. It's amazing. So let's start with your feelings of powerlessness. No witch is ever powerless, but we all feel this way sometimes, especially during quarantine. This letter reminded me of one of my favorite books, Damien Eccles' High Magic. It's on Audible, but there are a lot of great exercises in there that you'd benefit from having in book form. Damien was falsely incarcerated for murder when he was just a teenage pagan, and he was sentenced to death. While in solitary confinement, he used magic to manifest his conviction being overturned and gained his freedom. He's now a happily married cat daddy who lives in Brooklyn and is still writing very powerful stuff. Damien is a very important channel, and I can't push him enough on anyone who's hoping to tap into magic and manifestation. He's amazing. Um, his intentions are really good. Like his heart, he is a he's a good, good, important channel in our time. <clears throat> so... This is not me comparing your circumstances to anyone else's. This is just a book recommendation. No way am I saying, well, here's someone who was in literal prison and not just prison of the mind. My mom recently tried to compare her hardships to a Holocaust survivor documentary. My mom was poo-pooing the horrible things she'd endured because, hey, they weren't the Holocaust. But whatever hurt your feelings is valid. Pain in physical or emotional form means there is something that needs your attention. Give it attention. 
ignoring pain is never the answer. Autocannibalism is the word for people who physically eat themselves. Ever since I was a little girl, I've chewed on the insides of my cheeks and swallowed them. Super gross. I used to chew on my hair and knuckles as well. I used to, I guess, eat some of those parts of me as well. I endured a variety of traumas as a child, and I believe this was a side effect. I gave myself warts on my hands and my chin because I could not stop whittling away at myself. Classic witch chin warts. So cliche, I know. My mom took me to have them burned off in sixth grade, and it was so gross and painful that I finally stopped eating myself. After I moved to New York City for college, my germophobia kicked in, thank the goddess, and I stopped putting my body parts in my mouth, but I still chew on the inside of my cheeks, mostly when I'm in the headspace you're currently in, my dear me, myself, and why. It sounds like you're also eating yourself alive. I'm going to hit a lot of points of depression. Quarantine is hard. We've never seen anything like this. Never in our lifetime. This has never happened. But we are resilient. It, it would be so much easier, though, to suffer with an expiration date. I'm going to talk more about that in my Patreon. And spoiler alert, no one is going to like my predictions about COVID. I'm sorry. It fucking sucks for everybody. Um, we don't know when we'll be released. So the first bit of advice I have is stop living in the moment. Live in the moment. Be present. I know it's the theme for so many self-help memes and books, but just stop it. Fuck the moment. The moment is bullshit right now. You lost your job. You're unfulfilled. You're doing a lot of good things and happiness is still evading you. So yeah, the moment is dead to us. The moment sucks. Every day I crawl out of bed and I say to my reflection, all you have to do today is not kill yourself. I know. This is setting the bar extremely low, and please don't worry, I'm not in danger of self-harm. But I've got a lot on my plate and have been easily overwhelmed and so sad lately, and I'm going to talk more about that in my Patreon too. Um, I miss everything about the world, and I'm sure you all do too. So if I set the bar as low as possible, anything else will be a bonus. If I take my vitamins, go for a walk, watch a documentary instead of something where vampires fuck humans, or even just get on the phone with a friend, I am accomplishing more than what's on my to-do list, which is currently just surviving. But back to living in the moment. I just bought a whole bunch of supplies online to repurpose and upcycle clothing into power objects that I'll eventually sell in my shop on stregzy.com. Now, nobody's getting rich making stuff like that by themselves. Well, I'm doing it with my fabulous um, niece, cousin, person who's 11 and the love of my life. Gemini with a sad moon. Oh, God, yes. Um, we're just doing this for fun. This is this is just like a dumb, fun thing that I've always wanted to – well, I shouldn't say always. I just fixated on it recently, and it's sticking around. So these days, I'm allowing myself all the dumb little pleasures. I've also started spending time on Pinterest, picking out furnishings and wallpaper for a house I don't even have yet. I spend most of my time fantasizing or working towards the future because I cannot bear to live in the present. And this is fine. This attitude adjustment has been saving me. The present is so unappealing. Sometimes I even go way back and live in the past. I've been revisiting some of the happiest times of my life, mostly when I lived in Brooklyn, surrounded by extraordinary people. I was free, broke, and so happy. 
Other times I'll think about those first few months when I moved back to LA in 2018. I was dating someone I really liked and we did so much fun stuff together. Again, I was surrounded by extraordinary friends and life was so fun and exciting. Keep in mind that this living in the past stuff all gets amplified when Mercury retrogrades, which it just finished doing. So you might have been doing this and now you're finding yourself living a little bit more in the present. That definitely helps. Um, but go easy if you were happily living in the past. Just go easy on yourself. Most of us get wistful like this and go backwards, just like the damn planet of communication. It's when so many of us hear from exes or do the reaching out to exes. Uh, the last Mercury retrograde cost me my entire life savings and my passport. I'm super exaggerating. Um, my new rescue dog destroyed my passport. Oh my God, talk about fate. God damn. I named her uh, Titania after the Queen of Fairies in Shakespeare, and she is so fae connected. I knew it before. I, I, I only saw a photo of her, and I knew she had fae. And my God, my passport was put away. She got it and destroyed it. My Bose earbuds put away in a case. She opened the case and destroyed them. That's fucking insane. Anyway, so fay, so fay. Um, I bought more plants. If you have fairies, I'm going to do an episode about that. <laughs> Why you probably don't want fairies. Personally, I just saw fairies um, two nights ago, last night. Anyway, I'm I'm a fan of the fay. So um, also when I lost my money, uh, it's I was over-investing in my future. Um so my guides took my money away and stashed it. It's fine. I got my life savings back. Um, as I told one of my favorite soulmates on the phone recently, I don't want to live in the moment, so I'm throwing a bunch of money at my future. My guides kept telling me to stop spending, but I ignored them. This happened two years ago, too. They were very clear. I ignored them, so they took all my money and froze it for several weeks because I didn't, I didn't do what they very clearly told me to do with it. Um, and just a reminder... My guides are more likely to save me from myself because I ask them to. I talk to them in a sort of prayer, usually before I sleep. I'll share that in the show notes because I do think it helps. Praying doesn't have to be to, like, the God. I pray pretty much every day for a variety of things, and it's mostly just setting intention, but also asking for help, which we're going to talk about. Um, and I always feel better after putting it out there. So to recap, fuck synthetic fragrance, living in the moment, and mercury retrograde. Most of us are barely hanging on right now. And that's why I would encourage you to just let go and hit bottom. Because rock bottom is underrated. I just watched the New York Times documentary Framing Britney. The rock bottom that Britney Spears hit was raw, public, and provoked. As I was watching, I kept thinking... Damn, Brittany took out a big-ass soul contract. And she's a sister Sagittarius. People often underestimate Sag, but we are the most resilient sign of the Zodiac. We, I mean, we bounce back. Brittany hit bottom and then climbed right back up. She never should have lost rights to her life just for unraveling. But yes, rock bottom can be messy and that mess can follow you for a long time. It can also be liberating. Rock bottom can be your reset button. We're not always supposed to be happy. We're not always supposed to be in love. We're not always supposed to have an amazing and fulfilling job or the perfect home. If you can have just one of these things, you are succeeding. So if you're overwhelmed yet unfulfilled, consider choosing just one of these things to focus on, love, career, or home. You do have power. Pick the one that you want the most and make it yours. 
I'm sharing a spell to my Patreon to help with whichever one you choose. It's a spell I've done a few times and every single time it, oh, it's so fucking great. So society has pumped way too much love and light up our asses. This gold standard of good vibes is not sustainable. Do you really think there'd be any point in coming to this planet if suffering wasn't a huge part of it? How much have you learned in your happiest moments? Personally, I learn and get stronger through pain. And we're getting a lot of that lately. All you have to do today is not kill yourself. We just heard from Meghan Markle about her experience marrying into the royal family and how she pondered suicide due to the hate that was spewed at her. A lot of trolls have already come for her on this because they think money and fame should solve all problems. Then why do so many rich and successful people kill themselves? People... You have to, if you don't suffer from depression, someone I love recently said to me, I don't understand why people can't just be, I was like, oh my God, if you don't understand, you're lucky. If you don't get how people can just bottom out, you're so lucky. I had a suicidal moment at the end of my 18th year. I put my dad's loaded gun in my mouth and pursed my lips around it. I removed it only to move my body from the flagstone patio my parents fretted over to a pile of dried leaves because I didn't want to stain the stones with my blood. I sat there on my knees, shivering, starving out of my mind from lack of sleep and sustenance, but then decided I was not the problem. Something else was the problem. Me ending this life would not solve the problem. The problem would likely follow me into my next life. So I solved the problem. And I'm still here. It sounds simple, but depression never really is. I do not recommend having guns around mentally unstable teenagers or depressed people. I lost a friend to suicide this year. I recently commented to our mutual friend, I can't believe more people aren't killing themselves. But as I said in the first episode, you wanted to be here for this. The world is about to go through another renaissance, and we all get to be a part of history. I promise it will be worth it. There's a photo of me from Christmas morning about a week after I tasted a gun for the first and only time in my life. I'm sitting cross-legged looking over my shoulder. My jeans are too big around my hips, and my spine is sticking out. I needed help. Why wasn't anybody helping me? On the other hand, I didn't ask for help. I didn't know how to. I still struggle with this. I had been hijacked by the worst grief of my young adult life. I used to think it was so dumb that they both commit suicide at the end of Romeo and Juliet. As a teen who nearly did so myself for similar reasons, even I always found that part stupid. But here's the thing. There was no internet. There was no Tinder to help them fuck the pain away. They were literally everything to one another. The Wi-Fi went out for 24 hours last week, and my phone service barely worked. I thought, oh my god, this is how the supervillains will collapse society. Not with a physical virus, but with a technological one. And even though we're all easily connected thanks to technology, quarantine has us feeling so disconnected right now. I'm still learning how to ask for help. I don't like to do it, mostly because I feel like it's the fastest way to set myself up for disappointment. I also think it makes me look weak, and I don't like looking weak. You might feel the same way. 
but sometimes we need to lean on someone else. And the stronger you are, the less obvious it will be to other people that you need help. When I look back, even to that tragedy in my 18th year, people have tried to help me. People might be trying to help you too, but you have to let them in. Introverts and extroverts are both suffering right now. We're all feeling it. And that's why we need to be talking to one another, but really talking, not just blasting our posts on social or commenting on each other's stuff. Social media is fucking trickery. It is not real. Real talk is real. Throughout my life, I felt like I did kill a part of myself that day. She was just as worthy as I am and just as deserving of life, but I had to end her and her misconceptions. I had to end her delusions. And sometimes I feel her inside me like a rotting corpse. Fortunately, I don't smell her. I remember her what-ifs and fears, things that I couldn't possibly give two shits about these days, but they had her crouching in a pile of leaves with a gun in her mouth, believing she would never feel joy again. Sure, I feel like I dumped that version of myself, but what if she was just my shadow self gaining too much control? My guides recently told me a secret that I'm going to share, and when I tell you, you'll be like, really? And a little later, you'll be like, well, duh, Angela. Mm. I was forcing myself to dance because dancing raises your vibration. And my guide said, deep down, we all feel like fuck up losers. Fuck up losers. Every single one of us, including the rich and famous who have everything they ever wanted. Why else are they engaging in the comment section with strangers, stars with millions of dollars defending themselves to strangers? Why? Why do they give a fuck about these people? Confident people don't give a lot of screen time to their inner fuck-up loser. Confidence can be like a beautiful velvet stage curtain that hides your messy half-painted set from the audience. Unlike self-esteem, confidence can be faked. Plenty of confident people secretly feel like total pieces of shit. Their inner loser is still there, waiting to seize the mic the moment something makes them feel unlovable and scream, I told you we were unworthy. I told you we were unworthy. I recently named my loser. It hasn't stuck yet, but I call her Buffalo Jill after Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I love that movie so much. I'm not going to watch Clarice, though. Um, I picture her in a pit that she dug for herself, like filth under her fucking nasty fingernails because she dug it with her little human claws, slathering lotion onto her back, lotion with synthetic fragrance in it, obviously, fantasizing about wearing someone else's skin and rejecting her own. Her initials are BJ, which also brings me joy. I'm really trying to make this stick. Um, <laughs> well, we'll see. She is my shadow self, and this is how I exercise her. Whenever I discover someone I cared about fucked me over, BJ screams from her pit, you're obnoxious, annoying, and you suck ass. They saw the real you and they hate it. I let her scream. I don't shut her down or scream over her like I used to. Sometimes we need to let our shadows scream themselves hoarse. I let her say all of her mean things. And then I say out loud, I say this out loud. No, I'm lovable and deserving of love. I say this out loud all the time because <laughs> the, let's face it, the thoughts, the thoughts are really, really harsh right now. I keep a playlist called my theme music that I dance to mostly when my shadow self has a tantrum. It's all music that assures me 
I am fierce, powerful, and unfuckable with. You also need to check in on your heart chakra, also known as the bridge chakra, and located at the center between earth and spirit. When this chakra is balanced, it helps all the other chakras work. It is where you carry discernment and where you hold peace. Signs of an imbalanced or blocked heart chakra include unworthiness, loneliness, bitterness, neediness, anger, depression, jealousy, codependency, self-isolation, and inability to forgive. It can even manifest into physical ailments such as heart or lung disease. Um, it's definitely a good chakra to keep healthy during COVID. Um, just throwing this out there, but I have a psychic development masterclass you can take, which focuses heavily on keeping all your chakras balanced and has a guided meditation that I hear is quite fabulous. Um, I channeled it and I'm really proud of it and it's helped a lot of people. Um, so Sarah Goff, one of my most favorite people in the world is an incredibly gifted healer. She changed my life, or as she would tell you, she showed me the tools so I could change my life. Um, I was recently adding up some stuff that psychics I know have predicted for me and over the like last two years. And uh, I know a lot of psychics, and only two of them got anything right, um, which is really interesting. Were those psychics I was friends with, are they not good, or is everything is everything being rewritten? I mean, I think probably both. So one of the tools, Sarah, oh, by the way, Sarah, everything she's ever told me has been fucking spot on. Um, one of those tools, in fact, you know what? Here's an ad. Book Sarah Goff or me. I'm great. She's great. It's all, yeah. Anyway, do whatever makes you happy. To do whatever makes you happy. Um, one of the tools Sarah gave me that, that, still serves me, was making a list of 120 things I love about myself. This includes qualities, moments I'm proud of, and even my favorite compliments people have given me. I taped it alongside my mirror, and I read it aloud straight into my own eyes every day for about a month in effort to heal my heart chakra. And it worked. It's difficult to show love for yourself or anyone else when your heart chakra is out. There are lots of easy ways to keep your heart chakra healthy. Carry rose quartz near your heart. I keep mine in my bra over my heart, but I also sometimes use a yoni rose quartz in my vag because most vaginas are basically haunted battlefields. Um, it's like Gettysburg, the vagina. My God, Gettysburg. That's there. We got a pet name for my vagina. God damn it. I'm That one's sticking. So, <laughs> so... You got to keep that. If you have a vagina that you that resonates with you that you don't don't you know some people have vaginas and do not feel like a woman and that this probably isn't for you. Um, if you have a vagina, I cannot recommend enough shoving rose quartz into it. I am I kid you not. I know how it sounds. I also love how that sounds. Get fucking nasty. Put rocks in your vagina. You know, don't get too nasty. Clean them. Clean them. Anyway, get affectionate with your pets. Animals are instant healers of your heart chakra. Hug them, kiss them. My God, I love animals so much, you guys. Oh, my Patreon, I have a terrible story. Probably more than one. I'm so sorry. My Patreon episodes are like as long as my podcast episodes these days. It's just where all my secrets go. Um, hug your animals, kiss your animals. Get them to hug and kiss you back. I have a cat who gives the best hugs. People come over for his hugs. 
It's amazing. He's boots. Goddamn, he's so special. Um, he did give me parasites and almost killed me, but he's almost killed me several times too. Um, anyway, so <laughs> well, my best lessons are from animals. Um, dancing and singing raise your vibration. And dancing and singing helps heal your heart chakra. I have had a terrible time lately, and my mom told me I love it when I hear you singing because she knows that's when I'm coming back. Um, I was blessed with a Leo moon, which makes me very prone to dramatics, but is also one of the more confident placements for one's moon. You should all know your moon placement. You should all read about your moon placement. Your moon is more who you are than your sun. Um, I am grateful for my moon, and Leo gets hated on a lot. You guys think um, we're arrogant. We just don't have the... Um, we were just lucky enough to come in with different insecurities that don't really come out in our personality. They come out in other ways. Um, and mostly people are just jealous of Leo's confidence. It's not that like you're jealous of our hair, you're jealous of our hot ass. It's not that. Jealous of confidence, turn that on yourself, look it within and say, okay, well, then I clearly need to work on my confidence. Um, I'm grateful for my Leo moon. I had it in my last life too, and it, I didn't really tap into it, which was a bummer. But no planetary placement no amount of dancing or fabulous playlist will ever wipe out your shadow self. That's why we have to learn how to integrate and manage them. My shadow likes to bust out home movies and replay the most degrading moments of my life. These pretty much all start with puberty and last right up to, hmm, like the dumb thing I said last night when I was playing tele, what's telestrations with my family. We show love in my family by making fun of each other, but we all go too far sometimes. And the last night I was like, is it too late for us to restructure how we show love to each other? Nope, it's not. It's it's too late. We can't do it. Um, but I'm trying to do less of that because <sighs> there have to be other ways to show love. You can't just make fun of each other. So <sighs> I love to replay my memories. Well, my shadow loves to replay these memories of embarrassing myself, being bullied or degraded, and feeling unloved. I just told my cousin's kids, um, we stay up late and talk when they have sleepovers. So, God, I had no idea children were so rewarding. I had no idea. Oh, God, no, stop. <laughs> um, they're so rewarding. Like, good children, smart, curious children. Oh, my God, the growth they force on us. Did you guys know about this? Do you guys know about children when, like, you interact with them and they love you and they want to know what makes you you? Oh, my God, it's a miracle. Um, I just told them a bunch of my moments of being bullied. I'm all about my bullies. And um, children will meet you with compassion that adults have sort of, like, worked out of ourselves. It's very... This has been a really rewarding relationship. I think fucking everything that they moved here. Um, it's seriously keeping me alive. But I did. I told them all about my moments of being bullied. And they were so surprised. And I told them everybody has a story like this. I mean, some have more than more stories than others, which is awful. Um, they were also, you know, I, I have some very special bully stories. But um, anyway... <laughs> I'm sure you do too. It's it's like it's it's soul contract. I mean, we kind of pick our bullies like we pick our family, I think. I was thinking about my bullies today and I have a lot of um a lot of uh gay women 
who bullied me. And I I was thinking about that today when I drove to Dunkin' Donuts for a plant-based breakfast and to see the baby crows at Dunkin' Donuts. It's <laughs> like, oh, I have no life anymore. Um, but I was thinking about them in particular, and I thought, I wonder what those lessons are. And I don't know them yet, which is also fun. Um, when someone pays me a compliment, sometimes I hear my shadow say, they don't know the real you. My shadow is so mean, your shadow is too. I'm sure. That's their that's their job. Since quarantine began, our shadow souls have gained so much leverage over us. Mine used to live in the basement. Now she shares my bed. I also have challenging relationships with family members, as do you. You chose this. That's what we're here for. But when I started to accept the limitations and challenges of those individuals, those relationships became easier. I accepted that people I love are not going to change. They're not going to change to suit me. I accepted my role in those relationships as well, what I'm supposed to be to them. I have accepted my shadow self, and I don't try to change her. I now treat her like family. I give her room to express herself. I let her go wild. I give her access to my mouth when I hang out with certain soulmates. I talked about this on my soulmate series with one of my best friends, Amanda. Um, I see their shadow selves come out a lot too. And we allow our shadows to mingle. We laugh at the self-deprecation and hilariously cruel things that our shadows mock us for. It sounds deranged, but we always end up laughing our asses off at our insecurities and shortcomings. The Like, when I think about some of the funniest moments I've had with my best friends, and I mean, these soulmate friends, it's hilarious. And there are things that I can't tell a lot of people about because people will think, you hate yourself. No, it's, you can thank your shadow side for your darkest sense of humor. And when you find a friend you can show your shadow self to, never let them go because that person is almost definitely a soulmate. Self-deprecation for the sake of humor is often just people integrating their shadow side. It's why a laugh might escape you at very inopportune moments. I have inside jokes with my shadow self. I have really come to love and appreciate her company. But I, too, am slowly going mad in all of this. It's too much shadow. Um... We recently had Imbolc. Based on Celtic tradition, Imbolc was meant to mark the halfway point between winter solstice and spring equinox, which is love Imbolc because it's one of the four fire festivals which mark the end of the season. Imbolc is officially the end of winter, and you should all start to feel an energy shift. These days are all just kind of merging together, especially if you live where seasons don't change as I currently do. But in the spirit of Imbolc, I encourage you to mark an end. For me, I decided to just be a huge piece of shit. For about two weeks, I ate whatever I wanted, stayed up until sunrise, slept very little, binged really dumb vampire shows, and barely exercised. This was an experiment. Most importantly, I let it ride. I didn't guilt myself for any of this. I just kind of enjoyed being a depressed slob. I'd never really done that. And then I got sick of it. It didn't serve me. This was my rock bottom, and it was a gentle one. I just want to own every gross thing I am these days. Because if I own it, then it's not, it can't be used against me. 
if I make fun of myself for it, God, I mean, I'm like, should I share this? But like, you guys wouldn't believe the foods I have figured out give me gas. You wouldn't believe. And as a vegan, like they're very, uh, it's, it's very difficult. Um, so I've figured out how much broccoli I can eat without farting for 10 days afterwards. It's that. And Bino, you guys, Bino is your best friend if you are also, if you're listening to this and you're like, relatable, get Bino. Get the Bino. Um, get Gas-X. I mean, get all these things. Um, also, I've said this a million times, uh, high-end vodka will get rid of farts. Triple, no, no. How Grey Goose, I think, is the most distilled. Grey Goose is my medicinal vodka. Um, yeah, you can do a shot of Grey Goose when you have really bad gas and it'll help. Honestly, like Jen will help too, but the higher quality of Jen or vodka is what you want. Um, so there's a lesson. Farting, compliments of my shadow who wanted everybody to know that I fart. Fart, fart, fart. Um, okay, so I want to I wanna own every gross thing I am. I do. That's gross. It's funny. I also love him in a mystique. I don't want to fall in love again and fart around him or him ever see me go to the bathroom. I don't want that. I really don't. That's... I don't care that much, but I'm not like that person either. So anyway, what I'm encouraging you to do here is not necessarily give into becoming a slob, but maybe that would work for you. I'm encouraging you to hit whatever feels like rock bottom. In my recent experiment, I learned how much energy I wasted in just barely holding on. When I let go, I saw clearly how absurd it all is. None of this shit is real, you guys. None of this shit is real. These people getting super fit during quarantine are the same as the ones blowing it out and gaining weight. They're just two different extremes. They are different ways to cope, but like one is not necessarily better than the other right now. Um, I know you're an addict, me, myself, and why, and I have a big appreciation for what you signed up to do in this life. You don't mention it, but staying sober right now might be extra challenging, or maybe you're even better off since you're not around friends who drink. I just want to give validity to the load you're carrying. You have slightly more to do each day than just not kill yourself. You have to stay sober. Um, I get big earth placement energy from your letter. Earth signs love to be in control. So you spiraling and giving yourself junk food and bad TV might not actually serve you unless you're a Taurus. <laughs> but there's only, it's so adorable, it's adorable Taurus. Um, my um, node, my south node is Taurus. So I came in Taurus going out Scorpio. Um, maybe right now with <laughs> switching over, not eating a bunch of junk food in bed, switching into my Scorpio officially. Um, so there's only one way to find out though, if spiraling and giving yourself junk food and bad TV serves you. There's only one way to find out. Whatever you're clinging to so tightly, just loosen the grip. I almost spiraled when my podcast was going to be out late because I was so sick from synthetic fragrance. And then I was like, fuck it. It'll be there when it's there because time isn't even real anymore. Time was never real, but now we know how unreal time is. <sighs> Guys, there are great lessons in this. There are great lessons in this. I know it's still going to go on too long, but just I hope you're getting the lessons. I think if we all get the lessons, it'll be shorter. So all of us need to sit with our shadow selves and let them shit talk. Let them wear themselves out. We all live with a fucked up loser inside of us. And if you know anything about bullies, you know they start out hating themselves before they hate on others. That's why I disarm her. I name her. I let her insult me silently. And then I use my powerful mouth. She doesn't have a mouth. I have the mouth. You can give them the mouth, but keep it. Don't give it to them. I use my powerful mouth to say something wonderful and loving to banish her, to banish her statements against me. 
Sometimes I apologize to myself on her behalf as though she's a drunk, senile aunt who wasn't even invited to this party. Uh, you know what? Shadow self as drunk, senile aunt is actually kind of perfect. And maybe that's maybe Buffalo Jill needs to switch into aunt Buffalo Jill. Anyway, I let my shadow self talk me into putting a gun to my head. She will never get that kind of power over me again. To touch back on that fucked up loser inside of you. Imagine if during conflict, I'm going to use this woman I got into a fight with at Ikea's loading zone. <sighs> she tried to bully me. It's a conflict I've replayed in my head a lot because for a lot of different, a lot of different reasons. It hit everything. This conflict had everything. She tried to bully me out of the space I was holding for my then boyfriend. We had parked our cart in the space. There were plenty of empty spaces at the time. Um, but then as soon as he left to get the car and I stayed with our stuff, the loading zone filled in. No big deal, though. Everyone was loading quickly and moving along. Um, this woman was some sort of bodybuilder. She had really muscular arms. And she saw me in a sundress standing there with boxes of bookcase and bullshit and thought I'd be easily bullied. She tried to direct her partner to park in the space I was holding before my partner pulled up. He was pulling up before my partner. But I stepped up and politely confronted her with, this is my space. <laughs> this is my space. <laughs> no, no my space, just Facebook. God, not even that. So she started calling me a bitch and I started laughing because it was so absurd. And I'm a Sagittarius and we laugh at the most inopportune moments. And I actually love being called a bitch because it means I'm winning. Oh my God. When I'd get catcalled and ignore them and they'd call me a bitch, I'd be like, that's right. I'm a fucking bitch. Yeah. So I walked to the middle of our spot and I told her partner, no. So he parked in the spot next to me, which had just opened up and he didn't even have to wait. This was like seconds, mere seconds. So she kept screaming bitch at me as my ex and I loaded our car. And I was proud of the way I handled this altercation. Um, so was my therapist. But imagine, I mean, I honestly just kept laughing, which that is inflammatory. I was laughing because I was genuinely so amused by it, honestly. It was just so absurd. But okay, imagine if instead of noting my sundress and discounting my femininity as a weakness, she looked for the bullied, fucked up loser I have inside of me. And suppose I looked for the one inside of her. Instead of laughing at her. And what if we let them talk to each other? What if every confrontation was us letting down our guards and giving space to the creepy little scared weirdos inside of us who are chewing on their hands and eating their hair? You know, if more of us let that version of ourselves do the communicating, I really think compassion would make a comeback. And even if it's inner turmoil and, and conflict, what if you showed compassion? just your own little freaky, creepy kid. Most of the time, your shadow is just your ego trying to protect you, trying to keep you safe so you don't make a fool of yourself. <laughs> now I'm thinking back and I'm like, God, my shadow has failed me. <laughs> She's great. I love her. So my rescued little dog is the creepiest, most awkward Sagittarius I've ever met. And I'm going to tell you guys something really gross. It's so gross. None of my family know that she knows that she does this. Tati Mumu lived in a cage her whole life, but she's only one year old. So just a reminder that 2020 sucked more for some than others because she was kept in a cage and saw grass for the first time just two months ago. She would only urinate once a day. She would hold herself 
all day in her cage and just peep one time in her fucking filthy cage that they kept her in. The dog breeders kept her in. I don't care, reputable breeder. No, no, I'm sorry. I have no, my family has brought up people I stopped talking to and fights I've gotten into in front of them because people buy pets. I'll always be that way. Somebody has to make noise for them. They cannot speak up for themselves. And it's, it's still, you still don't go to jail for killing animals. I'm just, anyway, we got a lot of problems here. So Toddy is currently on antibiotics due to the bladder infection that her breeders caused in her. So when she poops inside in the house, I don't put her in a cage ever at all. She goes everywhere with me. Um, my mom recently made a video when I left her home one night. I sneak her. My brother rents movie theaters now. There's nothing to do here. It's not that expensive. You guys should look into it, actually. Take her whole family. Um, we'll rent a movie theater and go to the movies, and I sneak her in with me. And one night, we saw Indiana Jones, the first one. So fun. That movie has really stood the test of time. Um, Toddy didn't want to go, and um, it was hard to catch her. And I was like, you know what? Just stay home and sleep. It's fine. Blah, blah, blah. My mom made videos of her screaming at the door. And now that's that. She goes everywhere with me. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. But this poor little dog has bonded so hard. Um, this is the other thing. If you buy a dog, I don't know if you've met a lot of dogs who've been purchased and don't know what it is to be rescued, but it's a big personality difference. I like being loved and not bossed. Um, I like it all. I like it all. There. I love them all. Um, anyway. Toddy poops inside the house. She freaks out because she used to do this inside of a cage once a day. She tries to eat it. She often eats some of it in front of me. So it's horrible. It's disgusting. This is a dog I want to make out with, obviously. Not on the mouth. I don't want to kiss her on the mouth. I'm not that person. She's eating her turds. If I don't, if I don't take her out in time, I have to watch for this. If you listen to my other podcast, this is where the magic happens. You heard me talking about eating shit. And that's exactly what I called it, eating shit. I am a huge advocate of owning my fuck-ups and eating my own shit, figuratively, never literally. I work hard to own my fuck-ups. Animals are one of my best teachers in this world. I'm pretty sure they're the reason I choose this world over and over. I fucking love animals, even the gross little ones who choke down their own turds because I failed to take them out outside in time. Toddy is teaching me that sometimes I took this, quote, eating shit sentiment too far. We are not always supposed to eat our own shit. Sometimes we're supposed to make a mess and ask someone who loves us to help clean it up because we can't clean it on our own. Toddy can't clean her own shit or she would. She's ashamed of it. She doesn't want to do it. This is a, a terrible analogy perhaps, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to... Maybe I just wanted to tell you guys a gross story. I hope that this is resonating with you because when I put it together for myself... And it's something I can't say out loud to anybody because I want everybody to love her. I don't want them to be grossed out by my little turd burglar, you know. Make sure the voice you're hearing. Make sure, okay, the, the voice you hear the most right now when we're quarantined. Make sure it's not your shadow. This was a problem I became aware of only after my cousin moved her family here. And now I hear her voice the most. Thank God. Oh, thank God. But I was hearing my shadow the most because um, most of my friends can't really talk right now. 
Most of my friends are going through it. It is very hard to get people to connect right now. And do not put blame on them for that. I just had a huge falling out with someone I fucking can't stand. God, burn it down. Every time I see the true colors, I'm just burn it down, you know, burn it down. You're not making progress. Let's end this. I'm going to talk about that on Patreon too. Um, but you got to talk to the people who love and know you. It is also not their responsibility. They don't have to talk to you. Try, 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 try. Some people need to talk to you right now. They might need you to pressure them into it, but it is not their responsibility to pick you up at the same time. That's all I'm going to say. Make the connection. Push, push, push. Get them on the phone. Oh, God, Aslan, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm going to talk to you soon. I love you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I hurt. My guides just told me. Okay. One of my best friends in LA is so busy, but she sends audio messages to me. If that's all you can do, do that. I text replies and she'll send back recordings of herself laughing. And I miss hearing her laugh in person so much. And these recordings help me so much. They activate me. Pay attention to what activates you and what deactivates you. Always pay attention to that. I also miss being engaged and challenged. It's hard to live without purpose. You don't have to live in this moment, though. You're allowed to live in whatever time, whether it's the future or the past, to get through these days. You do not have to be productive. Sometimes you just have to survive. Honestly, when I'm looking at people who are so productive right now and faking and, like, posting pictures of themselves out at a restaurant, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Not because like, I'm big advocate of not going to restaurants, you guys, right now. The, I'm not going to talk about it a lot here, but don't let your guard down. Um, I'm just like, who? How are you not suffering? How are you? How are you putting on makeup? Like, what the fuck? How are people doing these things right now? I'm not judging. I'm genuinely asking, how? How are you doing this? I got to call my doctor and get more meds. Obviously, um, what's the one I liked? Wellbutrin. I can't advocate for it enough. It's fabulous. Get Wellbutrin. When you go off, you'll want to eat a lot of sugar. Just be ready for it. Um, but yeah, Wellbutrin's a good one. And it's light and it won't. Um, Prozac is killing fish. Your urine, you're peeing Prozac into the ocean and it is destroying things. So guys, if you're on Prozac, please consider making them. Honestly, I, I don't know what the answers are, but this is something I read and it's horrible. Just something to you mind. Sorry, it's not a solution to um, if you're an environmentalist. Anyway, I've been having really great success communicating with animals in the last year. I'm currently trying to reprogram Tati, my favorite turd burglar, and having her and having to help her gives me so much purpose. Oh God, like I I'm like, I'm like, do I have to do I need to adopt a child? Like I'm, this is just considering right now. Um, not right now. I'm no good except to her. Um, but having her and seeing her improve and get better and come to life and step into healthy, loved dog role is so motivating. So I get right in her face every day and I say, you are so worthy. You are so good. 
You are so deserving of love, treats, good food, um, truffle oil, popcorn, toys, hand-knitted sweaters, kisses, a safe home, comfy, clean bedding that sometimes she will carry her turds into my bed. Oh, my God. I can't believe I told you guys that's horrible. Um, that's on me. I got to I gotta help her not eat shit. Anyway, you are so important. Tati, I'm so happy you're here. You deserve all the love. You deserve all the happiness. And since I adopted her, I realized how important it is to say these things to myself. Sometimes... And I really feel like this is when shadow and walking around vulnerable raw nerve self meet. When we can say those things to both, when we can talk to them like they're a friend, talk to yourself and your shadow. So now you're a third party. (laughs) Holy trifecta right here. Third party. Talk to them like they're a friend who's crying on the floor of a bathroom. In public. Oh, God, remember that, you guys, when we drink too much in public and we would sit on a bathroom floor because we were too drunk. I made my best friend wash my finger one time before I made myself throw up because I was so drunk. God, remember that? Remember how fun it was? Integrate these two parts by being a third party, stepping outside and talking to them. Like maybe even two friends fighting in a bathroom and you're and they're drunk and you're you get to be the sober one. What are, I don't know why I have these public drunk fantasies. Well, yes, I know why. Integrate them. Blend them. Blend them by talking to them like this, like a friend. You know, the way we talk to our friends and our loved ones and our children, so much more compassion than we ever give to ourselves. Why? Why do we tell ourselves we don't, we're not going to allow that? We don't deserve that. I'm the most important person to myself. And it makes me worried sometimes that I'm never going to be good for anybody else because now I'm too selfish. That's not true. I'm just a little, it's hard to find somebody else who gets it on that level though. You guys, if you're having a hard time, if you're not able to show yourself compassion, if you're struggling with this kind of self-care, this level, consider bringing a little someone into your home. There are so many studies on how caring for animals make us better people. Just be sure to adopt. Don't shop, obviously. Um, And now, okay, I will tell you a secret, the little bit about this COVID stuff. There is an expiration date. Um, It's not that far away. It's, It's further away than anybody is saying right now significantly further away than what people are saying right now. I'm so sorry. This, But we will be set free again. We will be throwing up in public again. No, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that again. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about this in Patreon. Um, I've seen a lot of great things for people in readings. I, I'm pretty sure I know how we get to move more freely. It's not what you think. Um, in the meantime, keep raising your vibration. Oh, God, this is one of my favorite things to do. Scream as loudly as you can when you are alone in your car. It will freak you out to hear it come out of you. Oh, my God. But it is such a release. Raise your vibration. All these things. Dance and sing whenever possible, even just for five minutes. Masturbate. And when you climax, laugh or cry hysterically. It's always there. 
just, you don't have to decide. In fact, definitely don't decide. Um, I remember when I was so stressed in college, when I had a scholarship and the stakes were high and I had no money, I had to wash my clothes in my bathtub. Um, then I would masturbate and I would burst into tears or I would laugh hysterically, usually burst into tears. I would wake up, I would wake myself up crying or laughing. It was just such, was such extremes, mostly crying, so hard. But whenever I did it, so much left and the space became like white again in me and I could refill it with good things. Orgasms are amazing. That's fucking sex magic right there. Give those orgasms to release, to actual physical release and emotional. Anyway, when your energy feels too heavy, disrupt it. Whatever that means to you. I have God, done some weird shit, walked around, run around the neighborhood, chasing animals, all kinds of weird stuff. It's been full fucking crazy town in my brain for a year now. Um, but I'm also going with my flow. My flow is weird now. Go barefoot on mama earth and ask her to pull the doldrums out of you. Use a sea salt scrub and actually wash that energy down the drain. And never forget that you always have power to change any part of this world that doesn't suit you. You are never powerless. Never, ever, ever. Um, I also want to share a quick story. Just before I had my 18-year-old breakdown, a stronger version of myself, a future version, visited me in the middle of the night. I was playing a computer game on our PC and everyone was asleep. And it was like this big open room that was our loft uh, in the house. So you could like see up into it. You could see the rest of the house. It was, I was, I was um, exposed and felt safe because this was like a main area in my home, even though everybody was bed. Um, I heard my own voice behind me and it was terrifying. Clear as day. All she managed to get in was, Angie, you have to listen to me. And I started screaming. Just like that. Angie, you have to listen to me. And I screamed over her because she caught me off guard. It was terrifying. I woke everyone in the house and told them what happened. I didn't see me. I knew who that was, though. Even though your voice sounds different, I knew. I Like, I could sense her. I could sense me. In She was on the stairs. She was on the stairs. Um. So I wake everybody up, tell them what happened. My family didn't bat an eye. They had been seeing and hearing weird shit all my life, and it was easy for them to go back to bed. So I crawled into bed right after it happened next to my boyfriend. My parents were very, are, well, um, I don't fucking know what my dad is anymore. Um, no, he's a trumper. That's right. I forgot. Um, my mom, I haven't talked to my dad in over 20 years. Um my mom is very liberal. They were very liberal about letting him live with us and me live with him. His parents let us sleep together. They let us sleep together. I mean, I was on the pill. Nobody put me on the pill. I put myself on the pill with a forged signature, Sagittarius. Um, so I crawled into bed next to him after being traumatized by my own voice. In just a few weeks, he was going to tell me he was gay, devastate me. This is the person I almost ended my life over losing. He is the same soulmate whose own shadow self shows up to play with my shadow self when we crack each other up. What's really funny, sometimes my family will even say things like, 
oh, if Gabe hadn't been gay, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God, no. Gabe had to be gay. That was what we chose. For, like, people think we're brother and sister. We look so similar. Um, Gabe and I were never meant to be together on that level. He was a lesson. But um, when, I, and when I visited him, um, God, what was that? Just a year, two years ago? I don't know. I, went, I spent Christmas with him. We got on each other's nerves so badly I tried to change my plane ticket to go back to L.A. early. And yet, losing him at 18 was the biggest heartache of my life. No man is ever going to devastate me like that again. Hitting that rock bottom then made it easier to never hit it. After that, to get that lesson at 18, and you guys have probably heard me tell the story about when I was a toddler and... Somebody showed up to rub my back and be like, hey, you're not going to die and you're not alone. To get that at two, to get this at 18, I feel like I got to, um, what is that game, Shoots and Ladders, where you, I feel like I got to jump ahead, whatever, Candyland has jumps ahead too, right? Whatever child's game where you get to cut ahead, I always feel like, yes, I wanted to kill myself at 18, but... I hit rock bottom then. It made it easier to never hit it after that. I had seen the darkness. I have never gone so dark over any man after that. It was all just like, it's just a man. What? Just a man. I'm really sad. I'm going to feel sad forever. And then I'm going to stop feeling sad. I can't, I can't even remember what it's like to love my exes. Like some of them kind of, I guess, but I don't even, I thought love would last forever. It doesn't. I'm grateful that lesson came at 18 so I could frolic and fuck up in love so aggressively and easily for the rest of my life. I think about future me a lot lately. I wonder when I'll figure out how to visit past me in that form. If I've already figured it out, if it's what I do when I astral plane. I think about the advice future me would give to sad quarantine me now. She'd probably be like, this is temporary. Hang in there, kitten. I'd like to believe I won't scream over her next time. We'll see. But I'm telling you this story because I know it's hard. Don't be the person who says, well, at least it's not the Holocaust. No, this is hard. It's hard for you in a different way than it's hard for the, your best friends, than it's hard for your family. But I want you to think, what would future you say if they showed up tonight and you listened you didn't scream <laughs> what would they say to get you through this I bet it's really good it's probably so good that you should write it down maybe journal as future you to you now if you're struggling please ask for help the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available for free 24 hours a day at 800-273-8255. It's also in the show notes. Please ask for help. I know how hard it is. I hate it. I fucking hate asking for help. And hey, putting out this podcast is a lot of work. I don't have any help. If you enjoy it and want me to keep making them... Um, please consider supporting me by writing a review 
or becoming a patron. It means a lot to me. Thank you to everyone who's done so already. You're my favorites. I'm fucking serious. You're my favorites. Fuck everybody else. God damn it. This is hard. Thank you if you've written a review slash and or become a patron. I promise there's really good stuff over there. Maybe better than here. God. I love the messages I get from from you guys, too, who are listening to the secret stuff I'm putting out. It's really been helpful because I am (laughs) very disconnected and I'm happy to hear that we're connecting on that level. Check out Patreon for one of my most favorite spells of all time to help bring specific happiness in. Um, Career, love, home, pick one. Just pick one thing to do. Just pick one thing. Um, And if you're a healer, reader, or merchant of witchy wares, visit stregzy.com to work with me on building the ultimate spiritual marketplace. Oh my God, it's coming. It's going to be out soon. I'm so overwhelmed. (sighs) It is really fucking freaky. Um, learn more about all of this in the show notes, including my daily prayer. Please be kind to yourself and to others. Please, guys, especially to yourselves. Until next time, keep living a life that's worth burning for, you gorgeous, compassionate, fucked up loser darlings of the universe. Stay weird and burn bright no matter how dark it gets.